So, Harry. Yeah? You famously grew up in quite a rural part of uh, mid-Wales. Yes. Not entirely dissimilar to the community depicted in this film. Well... Well, we'll see. But on that note, what would you think would be the strangest kind of ritual or, I don't know, habit or whatever that, that your community... What's the weirdest thing? What's the weirdest thing about your your childhood or your community that you might... I think people are, like me, city kids, might look on and think, oh, what a bunch of freaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's once a year on the 1st of March, we all wear daffodils and leeks on our clothes. Exclusively. No, no. <laughs> our clothes aren't made of leeks. No, oh, okay. Um, but uh, no, we all just start pinning vegetables to our clothes. That's pretty it's, weird. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, a bit, it's a bit of a strange one. I mean, that's just what the boys do. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls, they, they, they have to dress up in like traditional attire. Mm-hmm. They basically have like buckets on their head, like with a belt wrapped around it. Like it's. I mean, that literally sounds like a scene from this film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. I guess that other than that, there was a folk festival I used to go to. And it turned out that apparently... In that particular part of, of Shropshire, which is, is England, it's not Wales, you know, they're, they're weird in England, Wales, okay. we're normal. Mm-hmm. Um, in that particular part of Shropshire, apparently Morris dancing, you know, it's that weird one where you do little jigs with yes, bells. Yes, I know Morris dancing. Yeah. Um, in Shropshire, apparently it was just normal to do that in blackface. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. This was like last decade. This wasn't long ago. Oh, that's that's very upsetting. Yeah. You, you didn't do blackface, though. Right? No, no, no. Okay, I did. good. I, I, I didn't. I didn't, but also I didn't. I didn't really recognize like what blackface was. Sure, yeah. Um, at that point, I was like, "Oh, this is fun." Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, looking back, it's like, "Whoa! How how did that happen? That was oh, that's a yikes! That's a big old that yikes. was that was recent." <laughs> mm. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Beyond the Box Set does not endorse blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to The Wicker Man. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most island holidays. Mm-hmm. You have just got back from Crete for your honeymoon. Yes. And joining me as always, the B team of the podcast is John Lucas. Oh, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this is ending. <laughs> oh. So yeah, The Wicker Man, uh, oh. part three, the final episode of our St. Nicholas Cagemus. Yes, can't get that enough. Yeah. Indeed, the concluding uh, part. Yeah, And I feel like we've really run the gamut, yeah. of, like, the Nicholas Cage gamut of these three. We've, we've seen Face Off, which is the best of Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. The, actually, The Rock was also pretty pretty high up there. I think yeah, it was pretty good. This is, uh, this, Terrible. Is, this is something different. Just <laughs> awful. Like... <laughs> <laughs> there's not many ways this could be worse it, it, no. is, it is a very bad film <laughs> but would you say enjoyably so uh yeah okay good um, yeah, it, okay. It, i wasn't i wasn't like out loud laughing at like how bad it was or anything. oh i was i i laughed many a time at this film but the, uh, there was certainly some very enjoyable enjoyable bits yeah. to it this made and it moved at a good pace and it's not long yeah 
Indeed, is... indeed. I may be like revealing too much about myself here. This might not reflect well on me. I laughed the most and the longest and genuinely the loudest every time he punched a woman in the face. There's <laughs> something about it. Isn't it there? was just hilarious. Every yeah. time. I'm so sorry. Again, do not endorse woman beating. But just in the context of this <laughs> film, Nicolas Cage just punching women square in the face. Mm-hmm. In on one occasion, dressed in a full bear suit, yep. just like knocking her ass down. Yep. It cracked me up. <laughs> I love how he just doesn't hold back. At no, all. no, not at yeah. all. I mean, he, we're skipping way far ahead. There's one scene where he doesn't just punch a woman. He he fly kicks her into a wall. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot you can enjoy in this movie if you've got a certain sense of humor. But it is, mm-hmm. uh, it is profoundly terrible. Absolutely. Yes. Um, have you ever seen... We're talking about the 2006 no, Nicholas Cage. You've not seen the original. No. I know you're very much anti-old things. I would strongly... That's why I don't like you. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I would strongly recommend at some point in your life watching the original. It is mm-hmm. fantastic. It's so good. It's so weird. I watched the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. It looks bizarre. It is bizarre. It's like... Obviously, this is weird, but it, this is weird and bad. Mm-hmm. The original is like weird. It just did an unsettling. But also, it's so very English. Like, mm. it's almost a musical. There's loads of like really weird, like English folk music in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's and yeah, it's it's this but done well. Like, yeah. it's it's really worth watching. It's fantastic. Also, I mean, there's a lot of changes. A lot of this is quite faithful to the original. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the same dialogue is used, but there's a lot of quite significant changes. The main one being that this one, in the original one, the main villain is played by Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's not supposed to be a woman oriented island, particularly. Oh, it's right. just a bunch of pagans. So mm-hmm. the main character, uh, who's played by Edward Woodward, mm-hmm. uh, he he actually plays Can a. I just give you a quick pause. What a ridiculous name. Well, who, who knew he would, he would burn well, you know, with that name? <laughs> <laughs> who could have predicted he'd burn well with that name? Edward Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I know. That's the actor's name, not the character's name. I know, it's, I know. <laughs> um, oh, such mean parents. I know, that is cruel. That is very cruel. Mm. But. Yeah, so in the original one... I reckon the, the, his mother lost a bet or something. Possibly. I mean, it was the, he would have been born in the 40s or the 30s. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. I, I like that idea that you can just give your baby a bad name on a bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too late to make a little wager? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay, fair enough. Yes, but in the original one, the Nicolas Cage character, played by Edward Woodward, is... He's still a police officer, but he's not the father of the child. Mm-hmm. He's just going to investigate a missing child. Right, okay. And he's actually a... Yeah, that definitely feels like an add-on. Yeah, it's like, oh, why, why would you expect him to care unless it's like his child? Which mm. It makes it's so much harder for this film to make any sense if it's his <laughs> child. Like, it's, it's just so... It stretches the credulity so much. The girl at the end, mm-hmm. who actually like lights the thing. Yeah. Is she is she the girl that he's looking for the whole time? Yes, that's his daughter. Okay, she yeah. didn't look a thing like that picture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, all... they were they were different girls, right? I don't know. I think it was supposed to be the same girl. Okay, well, well, sure, but like that girl at the end looked like three or four or something. The girl mm. in the picture was like twelve. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I genuinely don't know if it was the same girl or not. But it was. Mm. I think it was supposed to be. Right. But who cares? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the original, <laughs> the yeah, he, he's a just a police officer. He's also a very devout Christian. Someone who doesn't believe in sex before marriage and he's a virgin. Mm. Uh, and so he goes over to the island and the island is full of like, they're all pagans. Mm. So instead of it all being about like female centric and just all like women worshipping bees, mm. it's just like this very like pagan sex oriented. Like it's lo- it, it, there's a lot of boob in it. Mm-hmm. Lots of naked ladies and people just having sex all over the place and it really freaks them out. Mm. And the ending's the same. He gets burnt inside a giant wicker man, obviously. Spoilers. Sorry. I mean, come on. It's the title <laughs> of the film. But yeah, it's, it's a very different vibe. Whereas mm. this film just decided to be like, you know what? 
let's make it all about bitches. <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like if this film had a tag, I think the tagline should of this film should have just been the Wicker Man fuck women. <laughs> Because this film is, I don't want to get into like a con where I'm like going to be like cancelling the film before we discuss it. Because this mm -hmm. film is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It is also very misogynistic. Yeah. <laughs> this is a film made and written by people who do not like women. And Definitely. Are, are very afraid <laughs> of women being in power. Like, mm -hmm. this is what you'll get. Yeah. Let them vote. You start letting them vote and this is where you end up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which in itself is quite funny, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I yeah, I had a great time watching this. Um, I've, uh, you're right; it's not too long. Mm -hmm. It is completely absurd. Nicholas Cage's acting-wise, yeah, it's bad, right? It's just, um... it's like it's the same kind. It's a lot of the same stuff. But where Connor and it's very wooden. It's very wooden, yeah. And I think that it just works when there's like a lot going on, and mm. in this, there's not always a lot going on. Like the scenes are quite basic he's got nothing to bounce off yeah because the weird, the female characters don't get any dialogue no <laughs> yeah <laughs> they yeah. just get to like make weird noises and like laugh nervously and like there's a lot of him shouting at thin air a lot of him shouting at thin air. yeah he's got nothing to, that's what i think he's got nothing to work with mm. and the script is just absurd yeah and it not yeah he, he's not able to elevate it mm -hmm. particularly but it's still a lot of i mean obviously his line some of his line readings are like have passed into legend like they are now classic nick cage but I think in a different way to like Face Off, where you, you watch Face Off, you watch The Rock, you watch Connor, even mm -hmm. Vampire's Kiss, which is ludicrous, mm -hmm. but I would still say is a good film in mm. its weird way. Yeah. Whereas this is just, yeah, this is Nicolas Cage doing his thing in a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I watched this on Amazon Prime. Uh huh. And uh... I was going to get to this, the missing scene. <laughs> yeah. So... I was so angry. I'm so sorry. I recommended watching it on Amazon Prime because I found it there. I was watching it quite late at night as well, so I thought yeah. you'd probably be in bed, so I couldn't, didn't text her. I was, I, I was so angry when I realized that it cut the scene. Yeah. The so bee like, scene. So like the whole reason we picked this was because of the bees. Yeah. The bees. Or whatever, I don't know. And uh, yeah, so we get towards that scene and it's not happened yet. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then they're like, they're putting him in the Wicker Man. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's still going to happen though. And like they're burning it and like, how's he going to get out of this one? Like, I know he gets out of this because like, we've not had the B scene yet. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it doesn't happen. I'm like, are they wrapping this up? I'm not at the B scene yet. Mm -hmm. They're wrapping this up. Oh, there's the credits. Okay, this is weird. So the B scene was... In... I, 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 I clocked it. Like, it's... I, I, no, I noticed the bit where it wasn't. Yeah, because it's, it's just a weird voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a dodgy edit. It's strange. Yeah, so basically, it's a bit confusing. So there's the theatrical version never had the B scene. The B scene was only ever in the director's cut, which came out on DVD. Right, okay. But also the director's cut that has the B scene doesn't have the epilogue scene with James Franco. Right, okay. It's bizarre. Like, they just made two quite different cuts. But yeah. Nothing. Did you go back and then watch the B scene? On YouTube, yes. Oh, good. I was going to say, because yeah. you have to. to yeah. 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 <laughs> It's yeah, it, it it is a much poorer movie without it. I was so annoyed when I got all the way through this film and we didn't even get the B scene. To be honest, I found the B scene bit quite underwhelming. Mm. I thought um, maybe it's because like the it's become such a meme. Well, no, I was gonna say maybe it, I just sort of broken the structure of the movie and I wasn't quite yeah in, okay. in that space anymore. Mm. Yeah, it um, is a shame because it does build, it kind of builds to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought the scene that was more interesting was when he got hobbled essentially mm. yeah yeah yeah. before which also gets cut from the version we watched yeah but, yeah yeah but yes he fully gets hobbled which yeah i agree i thought that whole that whole sequence is just quite sinister in a way that I, yeah yeah it, it's like it's the, a weird choice to cut it out like the bee scene it's quick mm. and the bees 
do not look very convincing at all. I don't know. And and I, I, I mean, they pour them in and they just, you can't yeah. just pour a bunch of live bees yeah, into yeah. a funnel <laughs> and they'll just flow down like liquid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the prosthetics that are on his face afterwards, they're nowhere near enough. Oh, it's just a chin strap of bees. Yeah. It, well, 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 no, not that. I mean, that was fine. Oh, you but, mean like his face I mean, like, isn't like... Yeah, he should look like that weird freak from Midsommar, shouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah his face yeah. should have blown he should, up. He, yeah. he shouldn't look like Nicolas Cage anymore, but he looks like Nicolas Cage, but just like with a small lump on his neck. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's how they were able to like cut that scene and the rest of the film doesn't look weird because mm. his face still looks normal. It's like, why do you think they decided to cut that though? Do you think someone was like, you know what? This is just too ridiculous. Like beforehand, this film was like rock solid, but this, <laughs> this is the shark jump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you get to the end of a, a movie like this and you need to like, you know what? This this is this this is bullshit. What we've done here, we need to just go balls to the wall. Yeah, just, just go commit to the all bees out. And that's it. That's why you hire Nicolas Cage because he will go all out and give you that like that. Mm. You know, you can't fault his delivery of those lines. You know, mm. <laughs> he is committed to that bee sting scene. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, I'd just love to. I'd love to see it without the the CGI bees. Yeah, just him <laughs> screaming at nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. How much did he get paid for this? Well, I, I wonder because... Because he's a big star. He is, but I mean... Just, what, 2000, 2006? I mean, he, this is around the time he also made that terrible film, um, the one where, where like the apocalypse happens and everyone disappears. Left Behind. Left Behind, yeah. Yeah, so but this is also he, shortly after like National Treasure and true. Ghost Rider and stuff. Well, I don't think this film was made on a huge budget because it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> there are parts of this film that look like absolute shit, so I don't yeah. know. Maybe they spent all the budget on Nicolas Cage, but I can't imagine this was his... I don't think this was a National Treasure-esque payday for him. No. I think it was just the period when he was saying yes to literally everything. Yeah, true, true. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the budget for his wig and teeth alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The wig, I mean, the wig is is something. Like, the jet, jet black, Mm -hmm. like, unnaturally black hair, Mm -hmm. a, a distracting like distance away from his scalp line. <laughs> just always got me. But actually the teeth, the teeth distracted what, what, me what, what, way What more. do they say on Drag Race? Like the distance between your eyebrows and your and your hairline is getting bigger because that, that hair is running away from that face. Yeah, it is. The, the, the hair is fleeing the face <laughs> and the teeth are fleeing his jawline. Like, <laughs> those, yeah, those like gravestone, like glaring white teeth. Did you not, did you clock them as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so distracting. Mm-hmm. He'd obviously had some veneers done recently and it was mm-hmm. super distracting. So. Mm-hmm. But, but very entertaining, so. Oh, dear. What, what is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! I'm losing my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! <laughs> All right, then, the plot. Go on. Oh, well, here we go. Strap in. Um, yes, so... The Wicker Man, released in 2006, based on the 1973 original, which we've already discussed. Directed by Neil Labute, who is a... Uh, I don't think we've ever done another Neil Labute film, but he did films like Nurse Betty and In the Company of Men. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, he's kind of had a reputation for all of his films feature horrible men doing horrible things to women. Cool. And I think this was the point where people were like, oh, he's not making a comment. This is just... He's just an asshole. Like, yeah. He just doesn't like women. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, but we open with Nicolas Cage. Um, he is a traffic cop. I can't remember what his, his character was named. Also, I don't care. So he's Nicolas Cage. He's, just, he's giving you the Nicolas Cage experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a traffic he's cop. He's one of those actors where it's just, 
it's Nicolas Cage as this. Yeah, you he's not someone who goes into like deep character work where you're like, oh, I no. wouldn't even have known it was him. Yeah, and yeah. Of course you know it's him. <laughs> Except in the animated Spider-Man film in which I thought he was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And also, I mean, it's only voice work, mm. but I would have potentially not known it was him. Mm. And I was really pleased when I was like, oh, wow, that, that, that was Nicolas Cage doing something a bit different. Yeah. So I'll give him that one. Yeah. But yeah. What was the last Nicolas Cage film you watched? Well, I was like all for watching the, the pig one and you were just like, no. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not regretting that. I'm, in, I'm still interested to see the pig movie. Although I think it Look, might if be... It get, if, if it gets nominated for an Oscar... And I don't think and, it, it will. And it's on my list, then maybe. Sure, okay. I mean, I think it is what you were afraid it was going to be. Mm. For all the reviews I've read, made, made it sound like it's quite artsy-fartsy, so... Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I can't be asked. No. Uh, in that case, what was the last... I think the last thing I saw him in, chronologically, probably was the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I think so too. I can't remember the last... Live-action one. No, not apart from things we watched for this podcast. A lot of them are just... Kick-Ass? They're just suit. I never watched Kick-Ass. I guess that was that was quite well received, though, wasn't it? The yeah, first yeah. one. But yeah, the, 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 everything he comes out with, apart from Pig, just seems too dire. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I'm sure we'll but see. But like, him he's again. still really making movies. Oh, he's still churning. Around. I feel like he's turned a corner. Yeah. I feel like, like ten years ago he was doing stuff like well, this was like fifteen years ago. Mm. But he did this, and he, he when he was doing this like Left Behind, like crappy, mm. almost virtually straight to DVD kind of stuff, straight mm. to streaming. I feel like now he's got into a bit of a groove of like making weird art house shit that sometimes is good. Like that one that you told me about the other week where he plays himself. Oh yeah. That could go either way. We'll yeah, see. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think he's back to making interesting things again. Yeah. So maybe he's paid off some of his debts. I don't know. But yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm interested to see some things he's in again. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time for him. Mm -hmm. So in this, he's playing a traffic cop in California initially. Uh, he seems to have some anxiety issues because in the first scene we see him reading books with titles like Everything's Okay. <laughs> with these hilariously cheap cover photos that look so fake. Mm. But anyway, uh, one day, he oh, he's on a motorcycle as well mm -hmm. because, of course, Nicolas Cage must ride a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like driving all over the dusty highways and he's giving everyone like speeding tickets and stuff. Uh, and one day he's driving and he rescues a doll that is dropped out of a car window by a little yeah. girl, a cute little blonde moppet with her mum mm -hmm. in the car. Pull, like, he very coolly he just picks up the, the doll without even stopping his motorbike mm -hmm. pulls over the, the mother and the daughter gives the doll back to her the mother's very apologetic the daughter mm -hmm. is a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> she's like you got my doll hey throws out the window again yeah. <laughs> and he goes to pick it up again and then completely out of nowhere mm -hmm. utterly out of nowhere just a truck appears mm -hmm. smashes into the car which then explodes mm -hmm. the truck just disappears yeah the truck no. like it's like a ghost truck the truck's not a thing now, smashes the car, there's a huge explosion. He gets knocked away by the blast. He's not mm -hmm. killed. And then he runs up and somehow the little girl is still alive. Mm -hmm. And he's like trying to desperately claw her into the car out of the back windscreen to release, to save her, to release mm -hmm. her. And she's just like not remotely reactive. She's just like yeah. so impassive, just like mm -hmm. looking at him like, okay, this is happening. Mm -hmm. And then the car just explodes again. Yeah. Uh, and presumably the girl and the mother die, but he's fine. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they must be vaporized. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we're just like, it's just like the car explodes and it's boom, Wicker Man title card. Yeah. Now, I have no idea what the fuck just happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got to the end of the movie. Yeah. And I have no idea what that scene was. Mm. I, don't, I genuinely don't know if it was real. Mm. If it was, who were the, who were the, the people? Were they uh, mother and daughter from the well, island? Well, they show up at the end. Do they? Yeah, on the island when he's getting sacrificed. There's a, there's a scene when it pans in on the two of them and also the blonde cop are all there and i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> i can't figure out like the logistics of what happened no so like did they did they die in the explosion did they not was was it some sort of weird 
fake pyrotechnic thing just to trick him or or was it just in his imagination is this just a hallucination that he's had i don't know it's really weird i it seems like it's not a hallucination because he talks to other people off the island about it mm. like it seems like the car really explodes although again the, the lorry disappears yeah either he's being drugged from the beginning like pre-credits before even the movie starts he's been like drugged and he's just fantasizing shit but for what but i don't know it makes no sense <laughs> or they do some houdini shit where they somehow get out of that car at the last minute but mm. we see the girl explode pretty much yeah. but then also this this blonde cop because the next scene we see nicholas he's sat at home he's drinking a beer mm. he's clearly you know he's taken some time out to recuperate from this very traumatic incident mm-hmm. understandably so and then this incredibly awkward blonde cop turns up and they have some really stilted dialogue the yeah the woman the very yeah. tall woman yeah to deliver his mail mm-hmm. and they have this really stilted dialogue but she says, he says, she says oh, they still haven't found the bodies. Mm. So it's like either they've been vaporized in the blast. Which, which isn't a thing. Isn't a way. thing, yeah. yeah like, yeah. like it would leave leftovers. There would be bone teeth fragments yeah. at least, yeah. 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 Or, yeah, they did some, or it, or it was some kind of Houdini thing. <laughs> I, I don't, it makes literally zero sense. Mm. And why would you go to all that effort? Like the, the, the letter is what brings him here, not the car accident. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I don't know what that was supposed to be. It was I don't really, know. But they really like lean into it for the rest of the movie. He's getting flashbacks to that accident like yeah. constantly. Yeah. But who knows? So yeah, this this woman who I don't think there is any dialogue for turns up at his door and gives him this letter. That's because <laughs> all his mail goes to the police station rather than his mm. home for some reason. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so and he's got a letter from his ex fiance, a lady mm-hmm. called Willow, mm-hmm. and she tells him in exquisite elven penmanship. Is this this. <laughs> How is this not a red flag for him? Yeah. Did she always was, was she always a calligrapher? Yeah, she. Like, or or is this brand new? Because like, if I got that letter, I'd be like, I do not believe this is from somebody I know. No, this is fake. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm framing this. This is pretty as hell. Yeah, it literally looks like this, this, the opening scenes of The Hobbit when Bilbo is yeah. right in there and back again like this, <laughs> in this like beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's insane. Mm. So yeah, she's written this beautifully and. She explains that her daughter, not his daughter yet. We don't get that reveal until later. Really? Wow, what huge, a reveal. Huge, like, yeah. That's that's insane. I didn't mm. think of that. Didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> yeah, but she has... Which a, is bizarre if it's, like, not a thing in, in the original. No, not at all. Like, in the original, it's just a police officer gets a an anonymous letter saying that from somebody on the island. He, like, is the police officer on in mainland Scotland. Mm that a girl's gone missing and he, cause it's still technically in his jurisdiction, mm-hmm. which also makes more sense. Cause in this one, Nicholas Cage has no jurisdiction. No, it's like, he has no, he's, he's in a different state. Yeah. He has no <laughs> power over these women at all. Mm. Whereas in the original, he does, he can arrest them. He, obviously he's trapped, so he mm. can't, but he could theoretically arrest them. They are within mm-hmm. the crown. Yeah. You know. I guess it's also different because obviously in the UK, I think police officers in Scotland and England and stuff can have, you know, mm have their jurisdiction anywhere they don't have to be in their specific town yeah whereas in america it's like state-based but like why why give this difference i know why does he need to be a california cop in washington state exactly i think uh, yeah a why is he in california what that serves no purpose Mm. and b yeah i I guess they they just must have thought oh well people won't really buy that he'd care unless it's his blood relative (laughs) yeah so and yeah maybe maybe yeah but adds a bit of extra tension but yeah but that he he has no sort of emotional recognition when he sees sees the girl. No, not at all. Like, you, you could take it out and then you, you wouldn't be like, oh, he's acting weird about this girl, weirdly close to this girl who's, you know, not his daughter or something. Yeah, he's but, just a cop who cares, you know. Yeah. So 
the missing child is not that big of a stretch to give a shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but where was I? Yeah, so he gets this letter from Willow and she explains that she has a daughter who has gone missing and on this island, which is a very secluded island off Washington State. Mm-hmm. And she needs his help. He's the only person she can trust to help find her daughter. Also, by the way, this letter, she is more, she says more in this letter than she says for the whole rest of the movie in person. <laughs> and she's a lot clearer in what she says. I did also notice in in the letter. So it's one of those things where she then reads it out like as a narration. Yeah, it's her voiceover. Yeah. yeah. And Nicolas Cage is just doing the most ridiculous reactions to this letter. Reading. Oh, his reactions are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but also the way that she's reading it isn't at all how people write. No. You know, the stuff like... Um, and then I was doing, oh, let me think. Oh, yeah, I was doing this. And like, now that's not how somebody writes a letter. Yeah, yeah. It's like she's You don't just, say, um, or let me think, or... She's being transcribed. Yeah, yeah. Word, literally syllable for syllable. Yeah. <laughs> it's a magic letter, Harry. It writes itself. She's just narrating. <laughs> but why? Why was it like that? That doesn't make sense. I have no, nothing in this film makes sense. How do you write the script for that bit? Be like, right, okay, you're going to read out this letter. So make sure you get your ums in. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. It's not difficult to do that. Like, we do it every week. We just read a thing. Yes, exactly. And I spend like three hours editing out the ums from our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've I've never listened. I know. (laughs) Why would I? No, of course. So anyway, so he gets this letter and he travels to this island. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gets this. It's like very secluded. It's... um, there's no cell phone. There are no cell phones on this island. That becomes a very much a running thing where you can never get a cell phone like signal. Yeah. It's very secluded. They do not welcome strangers. Yeah. Which, so it's then ridiculous when he does get a little bit of cell phone coverage mm. because it's a completely secluded island that you can only get to by flying seaplane. Yeah. Seaplane. Mm. Like it's it's a far distance. So where's that signal coming from? Who knows? From dramatic license. <laughs> But also, it's the smallest bit of signal that, you know, he, he manages to ring through, but then he loses the call. Yeah. And nothing comes of it. No. Why put that in? I don't, Cut why that put, right out. I don't that, know. That's not even like a, you know, a, a missed call. Did it happen? Did it not happen? It's no, like, you're right. It, it's, it leaves you thinking. It's, 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 it gives Nicolas Cage something to do with his hands while he gets out of the bear costume. That's literally all it is. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, did you notice like, yeah, they make a huge thing. No cell phone. Extremely secluded. Do not welcome visitors. They do have a website. <laughs> Yeah. Someone's running that website. And I was like, okay, I really want to read the TripAdvisor reviews of this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what other visitors made of this place. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's, again, who's built that website, mm. you know, what the kind of footfall is, that's never addressed, obviously. No. But he does manage to get a, yeah, he hops a seaplane with this guy who's like this old grizzled mm-hmm. male man who is the only man who's allowed, well, not the only man, there are men on the island. He's the only outsider who's allowed to come to the island because mm. he delivers all of their shopping and groceries and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, He's their one connection to the outside world. I loved everything about this scene. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> so Nicholas Cage walks up to this guy and goes, Ahoy? <laughs> Ahoy, hoy? <laughs> Mr. Burns. Yeah. Like, is, is, is that what we say? And, like, yeah. and the guy's like, no, just say hello. Mm. Like a oh, yeah. Person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, so this guy reluctantly takes him, takes Nicolas Cage over to the island. Well, you've also skipped over like how he reluctantly takes him. First of all, Nicolas Cage. Oh my is god, like, he bribes him. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is like, "Well, can I get a lift?" And he's like making fun of him and everything, making fun of the pilot and everything. Mm. And the pilot's like, "Why are you being such a dick?" And the guy and Nicolas Cage is like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Can I have a lift?" And the pilot's like, "No. <laughs> Why would I give you a lift? Firstly, you're a dick, and secondly, I'm not allowed to give lifts to people. That's just part of the the arrangement." Mm-hmm. 
And then he's like, well, uh, maybe you could, maybe you got space for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, who? Well, just me and, you know, Mr. Franklin. And he just starts it's naming. Mr. Ulysses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pre- president's on the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's what a, like, cheap and lazy way to write that scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cliche o'clock. So. <laughs> Ahoy there. Who's that? Uh, I don't know what you're supposed to say. No, just go with hello. Right, hello. Uh, you know anything about a place called Summer's Isle? Yes, I do. In fact, I make most of the deliveries around there. Deliveries, huh? Yep, just about every day. That's what I'm doing now. What would I have to do to catch a ride with you? Oh, no. I don't care to lose my contract with these folks. They're very particular. All right, well, then just drop me down on the beach or whatever they have out there, and I'll walk into town. The answer's still no. Come on, it's just a few miles. I could practically swim that. Well, you better start swimming then. Why? What's the big deal? Because he's private. He's off limits, and we respect that. We're all private people around here. Yeah, but you're so warm and open, it really makes up for it. All right, I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay, look, how about you take all of us there? What do you mean, all? Well, me, Mr. Grant here, and his twin brother, Ulysses. But yeah, he does. He lands on the island and he is immediately met by a trio of kind of hobbity looking women. Mm-hmm. He starts hand, immediately handing out like photos of the little girl and asks if anyone recognizes her. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, no, never seen this girl in life. She's not from this island. Yeah, She's not from here. We've never seen her in our lives. But there's some definitely something off about them because they're carrying this like twitching sack that's also visibly bleeding. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, oh, what's in the bag? And it really builds up tension, but it never shows you. No. It, it was builds, really disappointing. It was so yeah, underwhelming because then they're like, well, if you want to see what's in the bag, take a look in the bag. And yeah. Nicolas Cage sees and he jumps back and they all yeah. laugh at him. We, the audience, never learn what's in that bag. What no. is it? Yeah. Like, is it like a, like a fish? It just, yeah, it just needs to be like, you know, loads of fish yeah. or just or, or, or a, a goat. A dying dog or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you're thinking like, is this... The missing girl? Is this, yeah, is this a person? Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole film, for pretty much the whole way through, the film's kind of got you guessing, is this girl alive or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, this 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 is a great moment of that. It's like, oh, is the girl just dead already? Yeah. And then like, they don't tell you. We don't, we, 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 we don't <laughs> like, know. Like, 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 we don't know. It could have just been, oh, that wasn't the girl. Mm-hmm. So she still could be dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a very strange. It was just really one, one of many very strange choices. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was like, you know, they they couldn't actually show like a, an uh, an animal dying, obviously, on mm. film. Um, you could fake it. I've seen films fake it. You know? Yeah, but maybe they couldn't do it convincingly as well. I don't think this film was too concerned about that kind of thing, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, so he meets these strange old crones, and they give him a jump scare, and then he goes to the local inn to check mm-hmm. in for a place to stay while he's on the island. Yeah. So he meets uh, Sister Beach, our first mm-hmm. named crone. Uh, she's, she's a very stern lady behind the bar. Uh, she doesn't Is that the like... uh, Kathy Bates looking one? Yes, yeah, she does look like a blonde Kathy Bates. I genuinely she? thought she was Kathy Bates. It's not, no, I no. was like, why is Kathy Bates doing this? I've seen her in a few TV shows, this lady. Um, but yeah, she, I know what you mean. She's very like off-brand Kathy Bates. Mm. Uh, yes, but she, she's very distrustful of strangers. She, he says something like, she says, oh, we don't normally keep men on the island you know strange men don't usually stay overnight and he's like oh well, can you swing it and she's like what is that strange city talk <laughs> like she's never <laughs> heard the phrase can you swing it before mm-hmm. <laughs> but she, she again denies that uh she's ever seen this girl he gets super aggressive with everybody in this inn as well like it's, yeah. it's kind of a packed pub yeah 
lots of people sat, mostly women, all just sat having a few pints. And he just like rams his glass on his flagon on the mm-hmm. desk and is like, I'm investigating all of you, just so you know, you're all suspects in this case. It's mm-hmm. like, way to make friends and influence people, Nicholas Cage. Absolutely. <laughs> now, another question. Why does this very secluded island where no one's allowed on or off mm. have a hotel? Good question. With like rooms to spare. Well, even if you live there, you sometimes you want to you know change the scenery, you know. Do you think honeymoon suite? I don't know. I don't get the impression many people stay there. Mm. Yeah, I mean we don't know what its attitude. We to be fair, actually, the the epilogue, the James Franco scene, suggests that they kind of often invite men on to kill them, or at least more than once. Well, no, no, no. I, th- I thought that that kind of implied that uh, whoever it was, what was it, Sister Honey? I think her Sist- name was. I looked it up on IMDb. Yeah. Um, oh, Lily Sobieski from Deep Impact. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think that she was just going to start a relationship with James Franco and do exactly what happened to, to Nicolas Cage. Yeah, you know, like, as get, in get, lure get... him onto the island. Well, like late, much later on. Sure, but I, I get the impression that maybe yeah, they in, they bring strange men on every now and again and then sacrifice them to their festival god. Oh, I guess, yeah. So maybe they'll, all, they'll need a, night to, a place to stay. So maybe that's what the inn's for. I don't know. Yeah. But... Yeah, so he he kind of yells at everyone in in, in the inn, mm-hmm. and then he takes a big old swig of mead. Have <laughs> <laughs> you if you drunk mead? Yeah, it's uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's revolting. It's also very strong. Yeah, like I think it's like a twenty percent drink mm-hmm. or something like that. But it's like it's not the sort of thing you put in a pint tankard and down. But yeah, he properly downs it, and that really like turned my stomach because it's like brown and mead murky. is like viscous like syrup. It's not yeah. it's not a downable liquid. Like, no, not at all. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he downs his mead, and then he spots there's a, a little honeybee like crawling across the bar. Oh yeah, and he just slams his mm-hmm. flagon down and crushes it, and she's just like, "Why would you do a thing like that?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm sorry, I'm allergic." Like, yeah, just, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Fair, but yeah. like. That's gonna come back. That's that's very much a yeah. That that was very much a Chekhov's B, mm. uh, Chekhov's bee sting. Yeah. Oh, and then he encounters Willow, his his ex, his mm-hmm. ex fiance. We we learn, who's suddenly being incredibly evasive and mm. will not answer a street question. Uh, she's like, oh, they're watching me. Come and meet me outside, and they'll meet outside. And she just she just w- won't respond to anything he a- he asks her. Any any questions? Really annoying. It is it, this aspect of the the way the women are written in some really got old fast for me because it's just like everything he said. They just kind of go, <laughs> yeah. Like nobody has any dialogue apart from him. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating. Um, yeah. So she's being super evasive, but she continues to ex- insist that her daughter is really missing. Yeah. And so he promises to help her to to find it, even though she's still not revealed that it's his daughter. So the next like half hour of the film is just him kind of running around the town, encountering various creepy women. Mm-hmm. So there's the younger girl, uh, Lily Sobieski. Mm. Uh, she's Sister Honey. Uh, she's for some reason, dressed like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's very that with that like that yeah, blue, that kind of blue dress and the white bow, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she asks him to take her. She also pretends not to know who, not to recognize the picture of Rowan, the little mm. girl. The little girl's called Rowan. Um, you'll learn that name because he says it about ten thousand times in this film. <laughs> like, where's Rowan? 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 Where's Rowan? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she also denies knowing Rowan or having ever seen her. But she does ask him to take her off the island with him when he leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, did you notice that she was the actress was really crap at chopping wood? No, I didn't. The, this is, the main scene with her is when she's outside the, the inner thing, mm-hmm. and Nicolas Cage comes up to her, and she's like chopping blocks of wood, and it's the feeblest wood chopping you'll ever <laughs> see in your life. It's really bad. Um, so there's there's her, she's sister honey. Oh, there's a, a pair of creepy old crones who are like twins oh, who speak yeah. exclusively in like in unison, unison yeah. yeah. And also. They, all they seem to do is just repeat whatever the person who spoke directly before them said. <laughs> that it's seems not, to be all, yeah, it's yeah. not great, is it? That's all they do, yeah. Notice, sir. Yes, 
Officer Knight, how we led you to believe that your daughter would be sacrificed due to the failure of the crops last year. But they did fail. I saw the photo. Yes, they failed, all right. Disastrously so. One of the few times since my ancestors moved here. But we are always prepared with a powerful sacrifice. And that, my friend, is your destiny. It is your destiny. Back up! He also discovers that the island's main source of like produce, income, export, whatever, is honey. They, mm -hmm. they produce honey, and that's that's their main harvest. Yeah. They, they have all these bees, and they harvest honey, and they sell it. I guess they sell it all over America. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I like the idea that there's like summer isle honey with crazy pictures of crazy women like on the front cover, just like you know, mm -hmm. being sold all in supermarkets all over America. Yeah. And yet they have an annual festival. This community they have an annual festival for the harvest to kind of encourage. A, 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 a healthy crop a bountiful crop of honey and the inn is actually decorated with all of these pictures of little girls standing there's like a little girl who's always like the, the princess of the harvest i guess kind mm -hmm. of thing um and there's all these pictures in the inn of these little girls standing in front of all these like harvests of you know mm -hmm. honey and shit and it's one from every year but the one from last year is mysteriously missing mm -hmm. but there's like a giant space on the wall where it's clearly supposed to be mm -hmm. yep so that kind of arouses his suspicions about whatever happened to that photo but what did happen well, they that. took it down to avoid suspicion. What What suspicion? His suspicion. Because the photo had Rowan in it. But wasn't she the girl from this year? Last year, the harvest failed. Mm. And she was the queen of the princess of the harvest. And mm. the harvest failed. So this year, they're sacrificing, spoiler alert, they're sacrificing Nicolas Cage mm -hmm. to get a better harvest this year than they had last year. So it is last right. year's harvest. So okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So she was the princess of the harvest last year, or whatever mm -hmm. they call it. So, yeah. So that arouses some suspicions. He also goes to the local school mm -hmm. where he meets uh, Sister Rose. Mm -hmm. Another plant. That was my favorite line. <laughs> What's your name, miss? Uh, I'm Sister. Sister Rose. Oh, of course. Another plant. Because <laughs> <laughs> every woman has a name that is plant-based. Mm -hmm. You've got Willow, Rose, mm -hmm. uh, Beach. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, all, it's all there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think Sister Honey... No, not Sister Honey. I think Sister Rose might be my favorite supporting character in this film, the teacher. Yeah. She, I just felt like the actress playing Sister Honey kind of her performance i got the sense that she kind of knew what she was doing <laughs> like you know like she knew she was at a piece of shit yeah like she she just seems to be very slightly hamming it up you know mm. without really i mean her dialogue was ridiculous obviously but like it was still like how dare you scare my children <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah he, he barges in on this school it's all girls obviously it's all like little girls being taught a lesson by sister rose and she she's asking some really strange question like what is man in his purest form and all the little girls just go phallic symbol phallic symbol phallic <laughs> what so, kind of lesson is this yeah it's because also the girls they all know that yes it's, that's because it's a female-centric society well all, there are men on summer's isle but mm -hmm. in this in this version in the original version of it it's the original version, they're all very much like about free love and they're all just fucking each other and it's all mm -hmm. mad in this one it, i think it's supposed to be much more like literally they are like a a honeybee mm. um they're a hive yeah and obviously they literally refer to the men as drones yeah well that's funny the men don't speak and i think they're just there for breeding mm. and the women do all the work and obviously ladies sister summer's isle is like the, the queen bee yeah um so i think that's the idea is that they're just being told that men are just drones and they're only good for the, the peen you know mm. <laughs> this is what happens when women get positions of power harry it's ah, a slippery got it. slope got it um, yeah, but so he barges in on this class and he asks all, he passes the photo around again and all the children again claim that they've never seen this girl Rowan in their lives and the teacher mm -hmm. is the same. She's like, no, doesn't exist. She doesn't live here. 
Um, but then he takes a look at the class register <laughs> and her name is just there with like a single line strike through yeah. it. Like, and again, another great line from Nicolas Cage when he just looks at all these like little moppets and, and he's like, mm-hmm. you little liars. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because like, they're all eight. They are literally like eight to ten years yeah. old. It's great. And they all have the exact same blonde hair. Yeah. They're like the children of the corn. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, also, he there's like a, a desk that's not being used that is clearly Rowan's desk, mm-hmm. and he goes like, "Whose desk is that?" And they're like, "It's nobody's desk. Nobody, nobody sits at that desk." Mm-hmm. And he opens the desk, and a crow flies out. Yeah, so strange, <laughs> so stupid. Mm-hmm. He's like, just just purely for a jump scare, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What the fuck was the crow doing in there?" And, he, and she was like, "Oh, one of the little girls is like, oh, we, uh, we we put it in there to see how long it would last before it went insane." And he's like, <laughs> oh, that, "That seems cruel." <laughs> I like the girl's commitment to the lie. Like he hands around a photo of the girl and like, they all go and have a look at it and they're all like, hmm. Yeah, the face acting on the little mm. children is amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't say she's familiar. Mm. Um, mm, yeah, it's good. It's good. No, uh, yeah. I, like they all do it. Like they're all on the, they're all on the same team. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's a lot of like, yeah, capital letters acting, like lots of, with, with a lot of facial expressions and literal chin stroking. Like, mm-hmm. No, I've never like seen the, the rest of my life. And like, there's not even one girl in the class who's who's like messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hasn't understood the teacher's instructions. No, 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 no. There's no weak link in this class. They're all mm. fully brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but That's he does a good teacher. But maybe good, effective teacher. Effective. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Thank you. He does get some answers out of Sister Rose. She's the first one who like gives him at least a few hints because mm. he then takes her outside and she's like says, "Well, you see, um, we don't have any concept of death on this island. That's mm. the thing. So when we say she doesn't exist, that's because." she no longer exists mm. she did yeah but they, they don't have a concept for death they don't believe in death they just think she's gone back to the earth yeah and so this implies that rowan has died and kind of has been buried in the local churchyard so was she just like the sacrifice last year that's the well that's the implication obviously so, the movie reveals not that but okay you really didn't follow this plot with the child at all did you well the children don't look the same they do all look the, ch- the child at, the child at the end doesn't look like the child in the photo well, it is supposed to be rowan it's a year on, I guess, you know. She looks younger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but the child doesn't die. But at this okay. point, we think the child is dead. But yes, yeah, she says, she implies, she heavily imply, implies, she heavily implies that Rowan has died and, and been buried in the churchyard. And then Nicholas Kane is like, well, how did she die? And then she goes, she'll burn to death. And he's like, what? She goes, she burnt to death. Mm. <laughs> so stupid. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, wait, Miss Rose, Sister Rose... Wait a minute. How'd she die? She'll burn to death. What? What'd you just say? Precisely what I meant to. She burned to death. So that, that's just what she's is he's getting out of Sister Rose. Because mm-hmm. also yep. he doesn't really seem big on asking too many follow-up questions. No, he's no. He's like, okay, I'm done with you now. He yeah. stops off. But then he meets another woman played by the same actress as Sister Rose mm-hmm. wearing completely different clothes. Mm-hmm. And this really cracked me up. <laughs> and he's like, she says something to her and then he's like, wait, didn't I just speak to you up there? And she's like, no. And he's like, and he just stops off. He doesn't ask any follow-up. <laughs> he doesn't say, have you got a sister? Are you yeah. a twin? He just kind of goes, and he just stomps away. It's mm-hmm. so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, is there uh, some church near here? Yeah, down the hill. Hey, didn't I just speak with you, Miss Rose, uh, Sister uh, Rose? No, you didn't. So then he goes to try and use the seaplane that he arrived on the island in to try and radio for help because he's got obviously suspicions now that some kind of child murder has happened. Mm-hmm. But he gets to the plane and 
finds that the radios have been disabled. Yeah. What a shock. And the pilot is dead on the beach. Oh, no, that's that's later. The, right. He doesn't uh, find the pilot's corpse till later. Okay. But yes, the spoiler alert, the pilot <clears throat> has died mm-hmm. or been killed. Uh, but then it, while he's on the pier, he sees Rowan's body floating under the pier. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he jumps into the water and swims down mm. to pull out. I mean, it's clearly a corpse, but he, he, I guess mm. to pull her out. And then just as he's grabbing onto this poor little girl's dead corpse, he wakes up from his dream mm. and we see he's fallen asleep on the pier, yeah. on the bench. But then he looks down and the little girl's corpse is in his hands mm-hmm. and then boom, double dream sequence. <laughs> I love the last, dream sequence. The last remnants of a desperate movie, a double dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell a movie is desperate for jump scares when it gives you a double dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. Classic. So yeah, he decides to track down the missing photo that mm-hmm. he found in the inn now, now that he thinks that Rowan was probably sacrificed or something. Yeah. So he goes to visit the island doctor, who is Dr. Moss, mm-hmm. another tree name, another plant name, obviously, <laughs> Dr. Moss, who is also the island's only photographer. So she's the island doctor and also the island photographer. She's got yeah. two jobs. Yep. Uh, she's played by Frances Conroy. Sure. Who, yeah, sure, you have no idea. You would know, <laughs> I know her from lots of great TV. She's in Six Feet Under, which is one of my favorite shows, but you would probably know her most. She played uh, the mother of Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker movie. The one he smothers with a pillow? Sure. No? That movie's gone already for you. Uh, yeah, I remember like that. I just don't remember what she looked like. Fair, well, she looked like this lady, oh, Frances right. Conroy, very respected American actress. I barely know who you're talking about. Well, whatever. So, <laughs> Doctor Moss, he meets Doctor Moss, and she's uh, she's no fucking help mm-hmm. at all. But then when he she she does the same thing every woman in this film does, just gives like vague non-answers and yeah. furtive glances, and uh, eventually he leaves. But then he decides to hide in a bush mm-hmm. and just watch her house. And then a few minutes later, a few, what, minutes, hours, we don't know. At some point later on, she walks over with a couple of like little female Jawas from stuff. <laughs> Did you notice they look like Jawas? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jawas in cardigans. It was great. <laughs> and she walks off with some mysterious Jawa ladies and leaves her house empty. So he breaks into the house mm-hmm. uh, and finds, well, he f- first he finds like a lab full of like fetuses in jars, like mm. babies in jars. Uh, but he also finds the photo of Rowan at the festival that he thought he was going to find. Right, it's yeah. a picture of the little girl at the festival on the on the year, last year. So now he's got hard evidence that something's gone down and something's being hidden. Mm. Um, I think he then speaks to Willow for a bit, but she doesn't have anything to say. Then he ends up in a field full of bees. <laughs> he ends up in the bee field somehow. It's a giant field full of beehives. He gets stung. Obviously, we've already established he's very deeply allergic to bees. Mm-hmm. He's running through the field, getting stung many, many a time. Eventually, he passes out. Yeah. Uh, and then he wakes up in the home of Sister Summer's Isle, who is the woman who runs the whole island. Yeah. Uh, and it's the doctor again, though. Dr. Moss is back again, and she has rescued him, and she's cured him using the old ways. Not an EpiPen that he's got, just the old ways. Mm. So she's rescued him from his kind of coma. Do you go into a coma? When you, no, I, no I do He passed out anyway. Yeah. So he, he wakes up in uh, Sister Summer's Isle's home, and then he has a conversation with her. Uh, so this is Ellen Burstyn, uh, mm-hmm. horror icon Ellen Burstyn. She played the mother in the original Exorcist movie. Sure. She's a big, I know you've never seen that too, but she's mm-hmm. a very, yeah, very famous actress and horror horror movie icon. So I enjoyed seeing her in this. Mm-hmm. So she she like runs this island, basically. She's the mm-hmm. matriarch of the whole, like, she's the queen bee. She's mm-hmm. literally the queen bee. Yeah. He demands answers from her. Like He, he accuses the, them of like having killed Rowan, essentially. Did you notice that this scene was shot very weirdly? Not really. So it was, I couldn't tell if maybe Ellen Burstyn shot all of her scenes without Nicolas Cage because it kept sh- cutting between that 
just very rapidly cutting between the facial close-ups and never having them in the same frame together. And I did notice that because I was also, I got towards the end of it and I was like, has the background behind Nicolas Cage changed entirely? Mm-hmm. Have they messed up the green screen here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they did. Mm. Yeah, this, this is one of the scenes where it really looked like it was on, on a very cheap and flimsy soundstage. Like, yeah. walls were wobbling. Like, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he basically accuses her and she gives a bunch of non-answers. Also, throughout this entire argument that they're having, which is kind of a long conversation in this film, mm-hmm. he's constantly having bees land on his neck and he's just like slapping them. Mm-hmm. He's just got out of an allergic coma from being stung by bees. Yep. You'd think he'd be like, can we go inside? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. This is very dangerous for me. I mean, and I'm, like, given he's just murdering bees that keep landing on his neck, is she not getting annoyed by that? True. Well, I mean, she sees what's coming, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. But anyway, ultimately she, he asks for permit or demands permission to exhume a little, to dig little Rowan up in the little grave mm. site where he assumes she's buried yeah. and to exhume the body. And she gives him permission. She's like, sure, do what you want to do. I'm not going to stop here. Mm. So he goes to the grave, to the grave spot or the burial spot. He digs it up, but instead of finding Rowan's body, all he mm. finds is a creepy burned doll, mm-hmm. uh, which then leads to one of the other amazing scenes. <laughs> well, he gets, he, he, he digs into a, a little crypt, underground crypt that's like full of water and yeah. then gets locked in there overnight. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand why. But then it no. gets rescued by didn't, Willow. Didn't really... That, that didn't bear any relevance to the plot. It either, added nothing it? except it brought Willow back because she comes and rescues him. Yeah. The ex-fiance. Yeah. Willow comes back and then he's like interrogating him. He's like, how to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I did like how Nicolas Cage's acting got louder as the movie progressed. <laughs> he started out like kind of normal. Yeah. And then he just like gets... The volume just goes up and up and up. And mm. it's like the character... It's just getting sick of being in the movie. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> just getting increasingly irate, which I found actually really funny. This hers. Tell me! I yes, I, I think it's yeah. How to get burned? How to get burned? I, how to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. Well, yeah, he's like, how to get burned, and he's not giving it any space to answer questions. He's, no. he's just like, how to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? Uh, <laughs> to act like that yeah. <laughs> that was fun yeah and she has no answers particularly although she does at this point reveal shocker it's his daughter mm. yeah and he is floored by this he is like he did not see this coming mm. he is a terrible police officer he's really bad like because basic I mean, not, not chronology not, not that it's ever happened to me but if i were to ever meet up with somebody who i had been with like years prior yeah and then find out that They've got a child. The first thing that run, run through my mind is, how old is that child? Yeah. And then do a quick bit of maths. Like, is it possible that child's mine? Yes. And in that time, a normal person, a, a normal like woman in that situation would be like, oh, they're not yours. Yeah. Like, like they sort of quickly say, mm-hmm. or, you know, just say like, oh, and I'm here with, you know. That would be far the, the, too the, the definitive of an answer for this bitch, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he never, he never like contemplates like, hmm. This child seems to be about eight years old, and we broke up nine years ago. That, that cuts it pretty fine. And like, yeah. ne- he never considers this as a possibility. No, but, yeah. you would. You of course definitely you would, would. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if like they are ex-fiance. Like mm. you, cl- they they clearly weren't just a fling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says would... that very clearly she, because someone asks him early on, "Oh, is it like an ex-girlfriend?" He's like, "No, ex-fiance." Like yeah. it's a big difference for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so he learns that the child is his and uh, he almost drowns Uh, and then he goes back to sister somewhere else house again to confront her with this doll whatever Mm. Uh, but she's not there but we do get a very shining rip-offy kind of moment where he's like running through all the hallways 
And it's like behind every single door, there's oh, yeah. a new like bee stung freak. Yeah. It's like a guy who's an old man who's like naked and covered in bee stings and he's like swollen up and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. There's also another room where there's a woman who just has like a bee beard on her vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was. She, she was enjoying it. Is it some kind of massage? Yeah, does it feel good? Yeah. God knows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder, are they stinging it? Stinging it? Or are they just oh, like. Oh, God, can you imagine? Slowly walking over it. You'd hope that they're just like, it's just the little feet slowly, slowly walking over it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think you'd want to be stinging down there. No. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good idea. But yeah, he starts running from house. So he starts uh, running around the house and all he finds is all these rooms full of freaks. Uh, and then we get to my other favorite scene in the film. This actually might be my favorite scene in the film. Mm. So he runs outside and he's running, just running back and forth through the island, freaking out. Like, I think he confronts a bunch of mm-hmm. women and children, just starts like ripping masks off small children and being mm-hmm. like, where's Rowan? Where's Rowan? Rowan, Rowan, looking in cupboards, all kind of stuff. Just, mm-hmm. He's just lost the plot. He's running around like a headless chicken. I think at this point he finds the dead sea captain as well. Yeah, he's yeah. just lying on the beach with like his mouth sewn up and his eyes mm-hmm. plucked out or something. It's pretty gross. He's missing a hand and he's got lots of like straw stuck in his wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been very much dismembered. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a moderately creepy scene. It's very although, midsummer. Although Nicolas Cage doesn't react to it particularly, he just kind of mm. goes, "Ugh." Yeah, he doesn't like scream. <laughs> like this is the first definitive proof that there was murder afoot. Yes, and, he and just, not just murder, but like horrific, cult horrific, murder. horrific cult dismemberment murder. And he just kind of goes Ugh, and runs off somewhere else. Yeah. But then he runs into Sister Rose again, the, the, the school teacher, and she's riding her bike. I, you know, I'd, I'd have paused a bit longer at, at uh, the woman who's just like having an orgasm to bees. Yes. I, I, like, I'd be like, sorry, I, I know you're clearly having a moment here, but I've got to ask. Yeah, what's like, the story? Yeah. What's, what, what's this? What's happening here? Yeah, of course, yeah. No, she runs it. That's like a split second thing. Mm. But he comes across Sister Rose and she's riding her bicycle mm. wearing a creepy like bird mask. Yeah. And he has a whole confrontation with her. He's like, take off your stupid mask. And then he pulls a gun on her, like points a gun into her face. Yep. And then he's like, he's like, give me the bike. And she's like, no, it's my bike. And he's mm. like, points the barrel right into him. And he's just like, step away from the bike. <laughs> I love oh. it. That he just, he just Grand Theft Auto's this bitch. It was like, well, it was that, but it was also, do you remember that scene in Connor? Where he's like, step away from the bunny. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like literally the same. Yeah. Like, so I don't know if it's like a, a little Nicolas Cage cheeky callback. But. And also... Has he not been riding this bike the whole film? He as has well? been riding that bike a lot. Did she did... not steal that from him? Or Maybe she did steal his or bike. Or did yeah. he originally steal it from her and she just stole it back and now he's stolen no, he... it again? Well, he didn't bring a bike to the island. So no, he didn't. I guess it is her bike, but it, the constant bike riding did tickle me. Like, yeah, it was fun. I know you like to cycle, but it's not it's not a good action <laughs> prop. You know, no. it's hard to take someone seriously when they're riding a bike like that, looking mm-hmm. very serious. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's with the feathers? We're all preparing. For what? Celebration? Oh, yes. Of death. And rebirth. Sister Rose, she's only a child. You're a teacher. Please, just think about what you're doing. The time for sentiment is over. The moment has come. I won't let her die. So gallant, Sir Knight. Still tilting windmills, I see. Right until the end. Get off the bike. Get off the bike. Step away from the bike. Take your stupid mask. Uh, yeah, so he, he steals the bike from Sister Rose and he, he goes running around just looking in every house, screaming at random women and children. He's mm-hmm. fully lost it. Then he goes back to the inn. Yeah. Uh, where he finds Sister Beach again. She's 
with another she's got a bear costume on and she's, mm. she's having a little gossip with another woman which is like <laughs> the only time you see people like having a conversation that he's not in kind of thing that's like mm-hmm. oh all this bear costume gets tighter every year like you know i can't quite fit into it anymore like you know they're, <laughs> oh they're having fun they're yeah. laughing uh, and then the other woman leaves and he goes up to sister beach and she says something sassy to him i don't know what and he no words he just like walks straight up to her looks so dead in the eyes and just punches her square in the face <laughs> knocks her ass down yep very funny then Lily Sobieski kind of ninja jumps out of nowhere, like jumps onto <laughs> his back. Mm-hmm. Like, are you at the end of Game of Thrones when she, oh, yeah, when yeah. she killed like the Night King? Like, yeah. it's like that. Like, she just goes, ah! Mm-hmm. And then they have this really pissful fight where he, where he fully, like, he punches her several times. Mm-hmm. And then he, yeah, he kicks her in. The, he doesn't just kick it. He like flying kicks her ch- in, in the mm-hmm. chest. She goes flying into the wall and she's just kind of lying there twitching. Like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's, She's probably going to die. Well, except she isn't because she turns up at the end. Oh, but she's yeah. absolutely fine. Yeah, she's yeah. absolutely fine. It's weird. Yeah, kind of a theme with this movie. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, now he's so now he. he um, it's bizarre because it's first like when he first punches what's her face like it's Sister Beach. Yeah. yeah, like it's 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 shocking. He's like, oh my god, he just like fully punched a woman in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm like, nah, these women are are literally trying to kill him, like in a very very horrific way. I'm on board with a bit of punching. <laughs> Well, I'm on his side of this. I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that like every t- it gets funnier every time. Yeah. Once you get over the initial shock of like, wow, he just fully punched a woman, it just gets funnier and funnier. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, while he's have while he's having this like face fight with these two women, we we have we have these cut scenes where the rest of the town are all gathering together now for the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady Summer's Isle, Sister Summer's Isle, Ellen Burstyn, she she blew herself. <laughs> she, she's painted her face half blue and half white. Yeah, it's very very stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the women, they're all in, everyone's in costumes. They're all dressed as like bees or crows mm. or bears or deer it's all very, mm. very pagan and very pagan yeah and they're kind of yeah they're marching towards the big field the beehive field um so then he kind of gets into the bear costume that sister beach was supposed to be getting to and he kind of runs it the be- the bear costume which does not obscure his face no also not he is clearly a foot taller than every woman there <laughs> it's <laughs> he is towering over them it's very yeah, clearly it's, him it's not a disguise not a disguise at all, but even but willow's also there and mm. he'd previously told willow to stay at home and hide mm. but she's there marching with the rest of them and he's like he kind of runs up to him, he's like look hey it's me and he you know, <laughs> opens up the bear costume <laughs> yeah and he's like, i thought you told you to stay at home and she's like why would i do that mm. um so then they're they're all marching in the festival and they arrive at the the site where finally rowan is revealed for the mm. first time in the film and she's tied to a stake and it looks very much mm-hmm. like the women are planning to burn this poor little child at the stake exactly yeah. as has been foreshadowed yeah so Nicolas Cage runs up in his bear costume, punches a third woman in the face. <laughs> this is the funniest one because he's just in a full bear costume. Yep. And he just like, and the, the woman just kind of goes, what's wrong, sister? And he just goes, whack, just, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. TKOs her. Mm-hmm. TKOs her to the max. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then unties Rowan and runs into the forest with her, tries to rescue her. But then she leads him all the way back around and she runs back into the main crowd, the little girl. Mm. And she runs up to Willow. Um, and this is when we get the big reveal. I mean, such a big reveal. <laughs> I was shocked uh, that actually the sacrifice was never for the little girl. The little mm. girl was just a, was a trap. Yeah. The real sacrifice was Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he gives in to this really Well, he points really the gun. Easy. He's got his gun. Oh, sure. No, he points the gun. He does even try and shoot it, but then it's revealed that like they've already taken the bullets. Willow's out. already taken the bullets, yeah. Um. So, you know, that's useless. And then... From from there, he basically gives up. 
like no he punches the, a few women no he, he he punches one woman from here like they they surround him and they come yeah. in he punches one woman and then he gets grabbed by two others and then that's it there's no struggling there's no flinging about or anything they lie him down he's massively outnumbered i think you're doing him a disservice yes but he's not even he's not even like, i feel like he is he's, he's not doing anything he's had a lot of mead i don't know <laughs> he's sluggish and like they lie him down on the ground and they prop his legs up um, on these logs. Mm. No one's holding his legs down. That's a good point. You could be kicking more, yeah. Yeah, like they're just propping his propping his legs up. Like if you're just holding him from the top half, he could roll. Mm. He could definitely like overpower the the two people that are holding him. Well, anyway, you get in, in the deleted scene that we don't see, but oh, it's, yeah. it's quite pivotal. He, yeah, he gets hobbled by the women. The doc, mm-hmm. the doctor. Um, oh no, that's it. Yeah, does he get hobbled and then the bees? He does. Yeah, they hobble yeah, yeah. him. He gets strapped down. They break with his legs. Then they then they bring out the bee costume. They put mm-hmm. the big the big hood on him. Not a hood. It's like a it's just a cage on his a head. A cage. They put like a cage. Yeah, a bird cage on his head. Uh, and then they pour the bees in mm-hmm. very very delicately. Mm-hmm. We get, he gets a whole chin strap of bees. This is when Nicholas Cage is like at the max. The bees, the bees. Oh my eyes! Not my eyes! Not the bees! Mm-hmm. Nothing happened to his eyes. No, no. They, well, they, <laughs> they very much gather at the chin. Mm. They fully form a chin beard of bees. Yeah, made me laugh. Um, so he gets stung to fuck by the bees, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Dr. Moss gives him an, his EpiPen injection to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we, they don't want him dying from the bee stings. And then he gets... Uh, oh, that, well, then this is when we see... Well, we learn that Willow is Lady Summer's Isles, Sister Summer Isles' daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's been in on it the whole time. Yeah. And they're doing all of this because of the harvest failing the previous year. Mm-hmm. And they think that by sacrificing this man, they're going to have a better harvest this year. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this isn't going to bring your goddamn honey back. <laughs> and, and Ellen, Ellen Burst is just like, oh, but I think it will. <laughs> <laughs> Argument's over. Good point. Yeah. Like, well, I can't argue with that sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they drag him to the... W- then we see the Wicker Man, mm-hmm. which is just a... Gi- yeah, it's a giant statue made of wicker. How did he not come across this? That's he'd, been, he'd been running around the whole island literally looking for clues the whole time. That's a very good How point. How did he not come across this 60-foot Wicker Man? That's a very good point. Where like, did they hide it's in, it? It's, it's in a big green opening as well. It's not like it's hidden in the trees. Yeah. No, or on is, top of a hill. <laughs> that is very, very fair. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> He gets he, obviously he's he's disoriented. He's been stung. He's been had his legs broken. He gets like st- strapped into the wicker. He gets like mm-hmm. wheeled into it and locked into it. And then his little his his own biological daughter Rowan mm-hmm. run the little blonde moppet runs up with a little uh, a little flaming torch. flaming torch. Yeah, and I I don't know. It really made me laugh when Nicholas Cage like Rowan, honey, don't do this. Put it down, honey. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's really like appealing to like hepatite like the child father child thing that doesn't mm-hmm. exist like, yeah yeah like honey no don't do it run. no run no run no put it down no oh put it down run put it down honey put it down uh. Yeah, what she does, she she sets him on fire, mm-hmm. and uh, he burns, obviously, and he's screaming and screaming, and mm-hmm. much like in the original, he is burnt to death. Yeah, and the women are all just chanting and singing and having a great old time. Yeah, and then the credits roll, but then we do get the post credits. It's weird, it's weird that the Wicker Man is it's not just got Nicolas Cage in; it's just like full of goats and other animals and stuff. Yeah, they're also and sacrificing I'm like, the livestock. This yeah. is why you're having a bad crop. Yeah, because like you're just sacrificing all your livestock and. You know, uh, uh, all that uh, smoke in the air can't be good for the bees. Yeah, that too. Yeah, 
How many bees died to sting his face? Yeah, I think quite a lot, yeah. Mm. Um, well, they, they because when a, bee, when a bee stings, it dies. Also so, so, so it's only got point. one sting. Also a good point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've not thought this through at no. all. Yeah. No. But then we get the post-credits uh, scene, or the, the epilogue scene, it's six months later, very mm -hmm. dramatic. And now we get James Franco, mm -hmm. and also Jason Ritter, who's another like TV person. Yeah, I recognize him from things. Yeah, he's been in stuff. Um, they're just like... They're also cops, but they're like young trainee cops sat in a bar having drinks. And then they, they see these two hot ladies, hot, mm. hot mamas sat on a, on a table in the corner. They go up to try and chat them up. And oh my God, it's Sister Willow and Sister Honey, mm -hmm. Lily Sobieski and whoever played Sister Willow. Mm -hmm. Wasn't famous. Yeah. And they chat them up and Sister Willow, Sister Honey, Sister Honey is like all in all eyes on James Franco. And she's like, so what are you, what are you doing tonight? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go back to my apartment. And she's like, can I come? And then you just see the close-up of her face mm. and the sound of bees. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage screaming. Yeah. It is so strange. It's a, such a weird ending. How scary is James Franco's face? Just generally. Yeah. yeah. Like, do, do you see his eyes? Mm. They look insane. They look like Nicolas Cage in uh, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, I feel like if his career hadn't, like, died a death because of all this stuff came up about him, mm. you know, he could, he could have, he probably was the person who could have been the new Nicolas Cage, because mm. he always was a bit unhinged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looks very in, in in this scene in particular. He looks very intense. Yeah, like I would be physically scared to be around. Well, this why, man. why did he do this? This is like, what, 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 why would he sign up to do a single role, like a one line appearance in the Wicker Man remake? Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe, this is like probably peak of his genuine being, genuinely being a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. maybe he was promised a, a sequel. Maybe, yeah. Well, that never occurred. Mm. We're going to franchise this. I mean, yeah. Maybe it gone a bit differently, maybe. But mm. anyway, well, that, that's it. That's the end of the Wicker Man. Could, could have been the, the Wicker Man cinematic universe. The, the WCU. Yeah. Uh, WMCU. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Cool. cool. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a gay old time. It really is. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Drunken Games then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, drink for the sound of bees. Yeah, drink for bees. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, all the sights of bees, or every time a bee is on Nicolas Cage's body and just slaps it away, mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Did you notice as well that Ellen? There's a scene where Ellen Burstyn, when he's running around the mansion and seeing all the weird people, there's a scene where she's like in her bed and she's like bathed in golden light. And it's like, okay, you're mm. the, she's the queen bee. Absolutely, yeah. yeah that, that was pretty good. That was actually a pretty good visual. I like that. Yeah. I wish I wish they'd gone more into that. The people are actually the bees thing. Like made that made yeah. that the super weird thing. Yeah. Because they kind of hint at it with the men being all like spit like voiceless drones, but mm. like. I would have liked if they really went all in on like that aspect of it mm. and just made it really surreal. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it. Well, I guess to go more like that, there would only be like a very few amount of women and loads of men who were yeah. all just slaves to the women. Yeah, true. They would have had to it would have been men. a very different film, but also like really interesting and really intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, drink for bees. Sure. Mm -hmm. Drink for awkward non-dialogue. Okay. Every time Nicolas Cage asks a woman a question in this film <laughs> and she just kind of has to go, <laughs> or... I can't tell you. Like it, it really felt like the script hadn't given any of the female actresses any dialogue, mm. and he just and the director was just like, "Well, when he asks you the question, just make something up." And they were just like, "I wasn't really planning on improv in this movie, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna like make a face, maybe." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so awkward. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. Um, drink for a fake pregnancy belly. Oh yes, you notice these strap-on bellies. Yeah. yeah, there were quite a few of these throughout the film. It was it was good fun. They did mention like, oh, there's also the festival of fertility, of course, but then they never went anywhere with that. Yeah, like the fact that some of these women are pregnant is well, like, it never comes up. Nope. Yeah. Apart from the fact that Doctor Moss has a room full of fetuses, but 
don't know. I don't know, yeah. That, that, I guess that got lost in post. Maybe that's what the James Franco film could have been. Could be, yeah. Could be. Uh, okay. Drink every time you're distracted by the gleam from Nicolas Cage's shiny white teeth. <laughs> Very good, yeah. Um, drink if there is new evidence that says the girl is dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Well, drink every time you hear the girls crying. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of him following the sound of, like, a sobbing little girl into, like, random dead ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drink for flashbacks to the car crash. Oh yes, my God! Every time, my favorites were on the on the boat. Mm. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. really tickled me. So he's on this boat on the way to Manhattan, I guess, or to Washington somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Uh, he's on this like Ma- Manhattan's look. New York. So Sorry, no, so I, meant, like... I meant Washington. Yeah, but it's not to the island because mm. he's asked to stop off somewhere. But anyway, he's on this ferry and he's sat there. This is the beginning of the film, and he's kind of like mulling over, and he has like a flashback to. Well, no, he doesn't have a flash, but he just looks out the window and sees a little girl like mm. just staring just over on the, the deck. A little blonde girl on the deck looking over the dock. Mm. And the next thing, like a truck runs over the little girl. It's yeah. like, what's a truck doing on a ferry? But then it's all <laughs> in his head. So. It's very strange. Yeah. But yeah, they really, re- it's like that flashback to the girl being hit by the truck is mm. used like six or seven times in this film. Mm-hmm. And it feels like every time the film gets a bit boring, it's like, oh, oh yeah, this is a horror movie. I don't know, throw that back in again. Yeah. Gives, gives them a jump scare. But it's not really a jump scare at the seventh time you watch it. No, so. not really. Yeah. Um, drink for bad detective work. Mm-hmm. So many times when he's just well, a when he doesn't at any point twig that it's his own daughter. That's a big one. <laughs> but also just like never asking a follow up question. Yeah, never asking a follow up question. Just like getting a, the teensiest bit of information from these crazy women and then just being like, oh, I'm going to go talk to someone else. I'm bored of you now. Mm, just storming <laughs> off. Like mm, absolutely, make yeah. them an- give a definitive answer. Yeah, yeah. And um, last one I've got is drink for a hexagon. Ooh, yes. You know, do you notice that saucy? It's um, Pagan every, symbols, yeah. Yeah, everything. Every, everything well, that, but also everything's uh, based around bees and hives. Ah, of and course. So, like, the, the hives. Any piece of furniture that anyone's got, like lots of windows and just like bits of material and stuff, like everything's hexagons. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a nice, interesting bit of production design. Yeah, no, that's true. That's one of the better decisions, mm. design decisions this movie makes. Uh, yeah, I can I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have I got? Oh, drink for furtive glances. What, sorry? Furtive glances. So drink oh, yeah. every time. Again, it's it, it's this movie is just like full of this where the women instead of saying anything, but like every time he walks away, if there's two women like having a conversation, they'll like give the side eye to each other, like you know, that suspicious mm-hmm. kind of like you know side eye kind of like we've got a mm-hmm. secret and we're not ready to tell it yet kind of thing. <laughs> there's a lot of that. In this yeah, film. it's not subtle. Drink for a new tree name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every woman's got a tree, you know, Sister Beach, Sister Rose, Sister Honey, Sister Willow, you mm-hmm. know, Sister Fawn. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, drink every time Nicolas Cage tries his cell phone mm-hmm. unsuccessfully. Uh, Sad there wasn't a uh, Sister Venus flytrap. Sister Venus flytrap, yeah, yeah. You'd think they'd run out. It's quite mm. a populous town. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Uh, and finally, well, no, no. Sister, sister Stinging Nettle. Sister, sister Stinging Nettle, yeah. <laughs> sister Hydrangea. Yeah. <laughs> Drink for capital letters acting. Oh, yeah. Drink every time Nicolas Cage or anyone gives a line reading that you know if you looked up the script, it was written in capital letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not the bees! I wonder how many of Nicolas Cage's scripts have been in capital letters. Sure, all caps, yeah. All caps, yeah. No punctuation, all caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and finally, drink every time a woman is punched in the face. Of course. Yes. Like a big old... A classic. A classic, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, very good. Excellent. Very good. 
Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Okay, so I've got two ideas. Okay. Um, And both of them are pretty open to uh, improvisation. That makes sense. What I basically mean is... (laughs) <laughs> I've written the start of a couple of ideas. To be fair, I'm the same. This film, it, it is, it's impossible, I think, to write a serious, a, like, like a, a fully full, fleshed a full out series, because, because this film is ludicrous. Yeah, it's know? trying to do so much, and none of it makes any sense, and it's yeah. it's difficult to kind of make sense of it. And there's, not, to, to there's do nothing this. you can kind of hold on to with this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the room in that way. Like it's, you, it's kind of closed as well. Yeah, so... No, that's fine. Let's just kind of get through it together and see if we can like flesh out each other's ideas. So. Yeah. So um, coming up with a title that I do not know is related, do not think is related to uh, this idea, but The Wicker Man 2, Wicker, I hardly know her. Oh God, that is desperate. <laughs> no. You've gone for a Ross pun. That's never... Yeah. Sorry. Fair enough. Okay. Um, well, anyway. I mean, if you're going to make it into like a carry-on kind of film style, like sex comedy kind of thing, which you could do with this, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I've not. Okay. Um, anyway, so a few years later, mm-hmm. we pick up in a bar where there are a group of men, maybe a stag do of men, they're all getting some drinks. Okay. Um, and they come across a group of women, all who we can see are clearly from the island. Okay. They're out on a hunt for more guys to impregnate, get impregnated by, to and impregnate the men, yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, take home and sacrifice and make lo- loads of honey. Sure. Yeah. So I can they use the honey as lube. No, honey would work as lube. I don't think it would, but I'm thinking of these crazy bitches, you know, in this community, maybe. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Mm. Let me get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not what I was asking. But okay. So, yeah, the women start aggressively flirting with the men, trying to bag as many of them as possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately for these women, in the next booth along, there are a bunch of other women trying to do the same thing. Okay. They're all Swedish, and one of them is Florence Pugh. Oh, so it's like a full Midsummer Wicker Man crossover, mm-hmm. but rival cults. Yeah. And I like that. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, because they both have kind of the same thing. They just yeah, yeah, yeah. go into mainland America and um, grab some men and mm-hmm. take them back to their weird island slash summery fieldy place and yeah. sacrifice them and burn them alive. Sweden's not an island, but I, I get, the, I take your point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. saying summery place. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Um, yeah. Is so, that, that, that's the, is that all of that? No, no, no. So yeah, the two groups of women, they essentially play tug of war for these men, both trying to flirt harder than the other. <laughs> so I thought you meant like literally, just like yeah. one, one grabbing each arm, <laughs> just like back and forth. That's how men, that's what men like. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> the arms I was thinking of, Harry. <laughs> Yeah, so they pay tug of war for these men with each woman getting more desperate than the other. Mm-hmm. Fights even break out. Oh, it's, getting, wow. it's getting crazy. Now, a third contender is thrown into the ring 
when uh, Carrie Mulligan stumbles in. Oh, apparently, the promising young woman. Apparently drunk off her face. Obviously, she's not drunk off her face. That's her thing. That's her honey pot, yeah. Unfortunately for her, the only attention she gets is from um, a very kind-hearted man who quite characteristically does the, the good thing and accompanies her home in a taxi, making sure she gets home safe, drinks plenty of water before returning to night out with the boys. Oh, so he's not one of those fake good guys that, he's, that were in that movie? No, he's an actual good guy. Oh, no, so okay, she's so. like... Oh. oh, I've wasted that evening. All right. So her, her role in this is just a little cameo. Just like a comedic yeah, cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Okay, I like that. When he gets back, the women aren't fighting anymore. Okay. Um, and are, in fact, all deep in conversation. They're all comparing notes about their cults. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, oh, well, our cult does this. Really? <laughs> oh, we, we do it this way. And uh, that's pretty much where I got to. Okay. I was thinking that maybe they could do some kind of a, a cultural exchange. Oh, so it. like Florence Pugh and, I don't know, like Sister Honey have like a swap roles and go to the different cults. Yeah, know? maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I thought there could definitely be some fun there. Yeah. What struck me and stopped me if this is like in your second idea mm. is that... It's, I, I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> is that it, there's all... I, I, I started thinking of like Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, because that was just like an island of like crazy bitches, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Yes, John, it was an island of crazy bitches. Well, it was an island of women, yeah. So, um, <laughs> strong, powerful women, strong, powerful women. crazy bitches. Yes, I'm sorry, I've been fully indoctrinated by this movie. Yes. <laughs> You're starting to sound like a straight man. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Was there something there like about, is, is this island secretly fair mascara? I mean, maybe. Good memory. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that came to me. A lot of times I forget simple <laughs> words. Or some, somehow fair mascara stayed with me. Like. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if there's uh, if there's something there. I mean, you could definitely say that, I don't know, like maybe this is like a, an offshoot. Mm-hmm. Like it was some women from Themyscira who just, they weren't getting on with how it was going. So like, we're going to go and start our own island. And they start a cult that's built around bees. Yeah. yeah. But the women, we didn't see it in the original movie because there was no real need for it. But the women have like super strength. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. They, yeah. So maybe on this film, they do tempt some men onto their island again. Uh, but maybe whether it be James Franco or just some new cast, probably mm. some new cast at this point. Yeah. But maybe the men are a bit more resourceful and try to escape and the women have to like open a full kind of whip pass on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. yeah. But then if you're going to combine, to go back to your idea, if you're going to combine Midsommar with this, the Wicker Man, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they're like different chapters of the same religion. Mm. Like ah, yeah. just set in different, and maybe there's like, We've only seen the small chapters, but maybe there's like a top tier of this cult. Oh, right. Led okay, by, yeah. you know, this like grand dame of, you know, the, the queen of all. Oh, well, that's where you can bring Themyscira into it. You, it could, that could just be Wonder Woman, yeah. Yeah. Or it, or it, could, it could be anyone. I don't know. But yeah, I, I like the idea of like some kind of culture, cultural exchange mm. element. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'd like to just see florence Pugh doing doing another cult movie yeah absolutely that'd be fun mm-hmm. um but then like doing that with the right down to the of, bear there are so many similarities there really are yeah. <laughs> guy in a bear suit things yeah. getting like burnt at the end because like, like i, I the, i'm the, assuming the main, the main male character literally gets burnt, burnt yeah at the so end of a big wooden structure the thing is i'm sure midsummer this was is much like this is prime material for two weeks two movies right? oh absolutely older previous podcast yeah well if you, you and ross ever revive that that's like nah. that's, no, no that's dead but if you ever do th- 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 those are two movies you could watch yeah. absolutely yeah but it's weird because i'm pretty sure that midsummer is openly influenced by the original wicker man which is mm. a, a very good movie but in the original movie he's not dressed as a bear at any no. point he's just he dressed as like a, a jester or something well i wouldn't be surprised if, if 
Midsommar just took stuff from Yeah, but the from, fact that from, it's, it clearly or, did. The fact that it took the bear thing from this like notoriously dreadful, dreadful movie. Also, it might not have. It might have taken it from some like just old fairy tale somewhere. And, True. and this also did that. Yeah, I mean, there's definite Midsommar Wickerman. Big time, yeah. They couldn't have not noticed that there's similarities. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, they might have just based off similar things. You know, obviously the original Wicker Man and just any old fairy tale where someone dresses up like a bear. True, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. No, okay. I think there's a lot of potential there. A lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to move on to your second? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my next one is called Wicker Man 2 Revenge of the Bees. Revenge of the Bees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pick up at the end of the original where Nicolas Cage and his broken legs are at the top of the Wicker Man being burnt alive. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're right back in the action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's screaming, and as he exhales his last breath before dying, a lone honeybee flies out of his mouth and away from the inferno. <laughs> he slumps down and gets consumed by the flames while the bee flies to safety and into one of the hives. Does this bee contain the soul of Nicolas Cage? From here on out, we're seeing through the bee's eyes. It's the spirit of Nicolas Cage in a bee. <laughs> and he has to learn the way of the bees. This may be um, sil- <laughs> the silliest concept you could have in a long time, but I love it. But he doesn't like the way of the bees. No. He doesn't like the human overlords who sacrificed him for the bee gods. That's that's all I've got. No, that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> but also, he would, who'd want, who wants to be a worker bee? They, 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 get, they get nothing good, you know. Yeah. They work till they die. Yeah. I like yeah. I like the idea that maybe he has to like yeah, infiltrate the land of the bees mm-hmm. and maybe militarize them so that they can turn and convince them to turn on their female overlords, mm-hmm. so they can then attack and kill all the as revenge for the, taking his human life. Mm-hmm. He tries to like. Yeah, weaponize the bees so that they can then turn on the women of mm-hmm. the island and sting them all to death and kill them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That could be fun, yeah. Yeah, something something like that. Mm. Um, I was trying to work out if they can actually work out what kind of supernatural stuff is going on. Like, why are they being sacrificed and turned into bees? Is there a way of undoing that and then putting that curse on the women who did that to them? Oh, yes. So maybe every woman who's ever been... Sorry, maybe every man who's ever been sacrificed in this That's manner... That's what I was thinking. Ha, ha, ...is now trapped in the body of a bee. All the bees, they're not just normal bees. They they used to be men. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. None of the bees occur naturally. They're all mm-hmm. men. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. I've, and so that's love... why they're sacrificing more men to get a better crop because they've not got enough bees. So like, we need so more need bees. To create more bees. Quick, go and seduce some men. I mean, do you know how many bees there are in an average hive? That is like... It's a lot. <laughs> it's genocide. I don't know how they're getting all these men, but I love it as a concept, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good, yeah. And then... I don't, I, don't know, I don't know exactly where you go, but I like the idea of the men all deciding to, you know, under Nicolas Cage's tutelage, to, <laughs> you know, break from their chains, their shackles, and mm-hmm. just attack these women. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely something there. Yeah. So that was uh, The Wicker Man 2, Revenge of the Bees. Revenge of the Bees. Or you could also call it Wicker Man 2, a Nicolas Cage bee movie. I was just thinking that, yeah. So Is Nicolas Cage in the bee movie? He's not, no. I don't know. I've not seen it. Mm. No, very good. I think that's that's got a lot of potential. Yes. Well, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. What have you got then? Okay. I also have two ideas that are just titles, and then a third one where I've actually got some a little bit of plot that, again, you can maybe help with. Okay. So my first one, well, not even a title, more like just a concept. Because basically my approach to this week was just to be like, this film makes no sense. Yes. And I was just kind of trying to think, well, how can I make this make sense? How can I like impose some kind of logic in this universe? Mm. So, so how, can, how can you explain why everything is so weird in this film? Because especially the fact that there's that car crash at the beginning and the bodies disappear and, it's, and then the mm. women turn up at the end. It's like, what did they do? Did they teleport? Did mm-hmm. they... 
do a Houdini trick? Are they dead? Are they ghosts? Or so what I landed on was, what if this entire thing was a simulation? Okay. Like Nicolas Cage is like in the Matrix. Right. And the simulation he's in, though, is not like the world. It's just this crazy bee torture scenario. That's okay. literally all I've got for that one. Uh, right. Okay. So he's being tortured by bees. Yeah. He's allergic to bees. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's he's just in that bee helmet thing yeah. at the moment. He's being stung by bees so much. And that is where all this is coming from. Mm-hmm. And that's why none of it makes sense. Yeah. Um, are you saying that these things didn't happen or this is just the memory that he's got of them that like nothing really makes sense he's looking back on the on the past couple days or whatever Mm. uh, because he's like well how did i get here i just kind of i like that as a a framing device for sure Mm. if you want to start it there with him just before he gets burned but no i just like the idea that the whole thing is a simulation because that's the only way to explain the madness of this film Mm -hmm. like so many like people just being in weird places at weird times and jumping around and like all of it makes more sense if it's not the real world. If he's if he's just in, yeah, he's, he's it's it's all simulated. Okay, yeah. Well, that's, that's that's one option, definitely. It's an option. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't know really where to. Maybe like in the world of the Matrix, because it's it's a long time since I've seen the Matrix movies. I know there's a new one coming out, which might be why it's fresh in my mind. But they're kind of all being ruled over by these alien overlords, right? Mm. And they're all in these pods. That's my memory of the alien backstory. The, the, of the, the AI. AI. Okay. It's not alien. Oh, so there's no aliens in The Matrix? No. no. What do you mean, the AI? It's artificial intelligence that just took over. Oh, but it did, so it did take over though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So maybe Nicolas Cage was like a freedom fighter in the way that Neo was, Mm -hmm. uh, but he got subjugated and he caused a lot of chaos and he he was ultimately subjugated and captured. Mm -hmm. And maybe as punishment for that, he was placed in his own personal hell. Mm -hmm. And maybe he had two twin phobias in life, bees and women. And so he was placed (laughs) in... He was placed in in the simulation. <laughs> he was placed in a simulation that would give him the most fear. He's allergic to both. He's allergic to bees and terrified of women. Yeah. Um, so he's placed in a simulation that means he'll be constantly tortured by both for all eternity. Oh, yeah. And maybe every time he dies, he just wakes up back at the start and it's just a constant loop. Right, got it. And the film could follow him just kind of trying to break that loop somehow. Mm-hmm. Like becoming increasingly more self-aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. That's, that's pretty much all it's I definitely know. something. It's There's something, yeah. Like I said, mm-hmm. that's literally all I had. My second one is equally thin. Uh, it is, uh, <laughs> again, it's based on the weirdness of this original film. What if Summer's Isle, mm. the, the island where all these ladies are, is actually Hobbiton? Okay. Because I thought a lot of the women just kind of look like hobbits. Sure. Especially at the very beginning, those three like, gingery ladies who have the sack of bleeding flesh, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They really just look like female hobbits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, and Hobbiton's like really you know, reclusive and obscure and probably ha- its main produce is like fruit, veg and honey. Like. Hobbiton is a weird place because it's named after the people that live there. Yeah. It'd be like if we lived in Humania. Humania, yeah. <laughs> it's just strange. Like, yeah. No, nowhere else is named after its things. It's, it's ha- hab- habitants. Inhabitants? Inhabitants. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, I think it'd be really interesting if... Inhabitants. Like, maybe this is like a dark side to the hobbits. Yeah. Did you say in Hobbitons? Yes, I did. Oh, Harry. <laughs> Sorry. You always got away with that, though. Um, yeah, but what, what if this, is, this, this movie showed like the dark side that we never saw of the Hobbits? Where, oh, yeah. you know, they seem really cute and fun, but actually they're, they'll murder a bitch. <laughs> or a bastard. Not a bitch, clearly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What we don't know about the Hobbits in the Lord of the Rings films is that if their crops ever fail, they get their human sacrifice on. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, there's nowhere to go with that. But I'm just like, it's the, it's the Shire, basically. Yeah. Summer's Isle is the Shire. Got it. So yeah, that, 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 that was all I had for there. My main idea, though, the one that actually has a little bit of depth, not much, but a little bit. It's actually a direct sequel. It picks up post Nicolas Cage being burned. Mm-hmm. So he gets burned alive inside the Wicker Man. The women are all like, hooray, all crops. You know. <laughs> uh, but um, this, situ- this kind of short-sighted plan that they've pulled together to sacrifice a male and then crops um, has uh, left them in a bit of a pickle. Mm-hmm. Because as you remember, they also killed the, the, the sea captain. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was their main... I was thinking this. Yeah, like he... he do they have communication with the outside world? It seems like he's it. Well, that on the website, but it seems like oh, yeah. he's it. Like, you know, like they, they, you know, he comes, he picks up their stuff, he delivers stuff. Like he's their main source of income and I dread trade. To, I dread to think what their internet speed is like. It's got to be non-existent. Yeah, you know? there's no routers, but well, they've got a website. They did somehow. They've got a website. Yeah, show me the trip advisor. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> um, but yeah, what I'm thinking is they've now murdered their only source of communication with the outside world. And as it turns out, the sacrifice is a failure, as Nicolas Cage predicted. Mm-hmm. The honey harvest does not get better; it gets worse. Yeah. So now they're getting like they're yielding less and less honey, and they have no they have no way to sell it anyway, and they have no way to get any crops from the outside world. Things are going to get bad for them. So the following year, they invite James Franco and uh, Jason Visser over. They burn them as well. Doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Doesn't make things any better. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the ladies are forced to have some hard discussions about the future of their island. Okay. And with money dwindling, they quickly realize that the island can't sustain itself for much longer without a new source of income. Mm-hmm. And there's only really one option. They're going to have to open up Summer's Isle as a tourist attraction. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's very pretty. Yeah. Obviously, they're a deeply closed off community. This is not something they're at all comfortable with. Mm. On the other hand, they do have a website and you know, <laughs> needs must. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking they start marketing Summer's Isle as the ultimate like back to nature getaway. Mm. Where you can like it's like a relaxing rustic locale where you can escape from the modern world. There's not even any internet signal. It's like marketed for people who want to like have a break from the crazy twenty four seven high tech world that we all live in. Kind yep. of thing. Uh, and I like the idea of like maybe Sister Summer's Isle, the Ellen Bar- Burstyn character, having like a really cringy like YouTube video like "Welcome to Summer's Isle." You know, <laughs> it's like a tourist information advert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she makes this thing. They start marketing themselves as a high end exclusive tourist attraction. Mm. Unfortunately, of course, the only kind of people who would ever respond to that kind of advert are trendy millennials and Gen Zers. Yes. So it's just the island is immediately swamped with hipsters, basically. Yep. Uh, you know, trying to get away. But but like the kind of hipsters you like think they don't want their mobile phone, but really they want their mobile phone. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm thinking this could run as like maybe a sitcom instead of a movie. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking of it as kind of a cross between Midsommar and what we do in The Shadows. Okay, yeah. Kind of where all these crazy closed off women who are all into like ritual sacrifice and bee worship and stuff. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they're having to, and you know, Sister Beach in her inn where she doesn't like any having any actual guests. Mm-hmm. Now it's like overbooked and constantly busy. And they're constantly having You've to... You've only enter- got one bedroom. Yeah, and they're constantly having to entertain and put up guests and make them comfortable mm-hmm. and not ritually sacrifice them. And I'm thinking like there can definitely be occasions when they have a little slip up and they all know, so we, we burn them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's kind of as far as I got with it. But I just kind of thought it'd be really, it'd be a really fun kind of dark comedy kind of sitcom thing about like a town of a community of intense paganistic shut-ins mm. who open up their land to modern hipsters who then invade their territory and then they have to like, like learn how to be hospitable and how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I'm absolutely there for the mockumentary style. Yeah, of it. I think it should definitely be a mockumentary. You could cross it over with other kind of TV shows as well. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was thinking maybe like, 
the cast of Kimmy Schmidt could, could come and stay like on, on, oh, yeah. on a holiday crossover. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, get into all kinds of shenanigans. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that would certainly work with that. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Did that I have a name? A, that was a Summer's Isle, a holiday def- destination with a distance. A holiday destination with a difference. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite a difference. Fantastic. So, shall we get to listener submissions? Yes. Fantastic. We've only got a handful this week. Uh, Steve Baranski said a live action remake of the adventures of Winnie the Pooh <laughs> featuring Nicolas Cage as the title character. Of course. That sounds horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre Klein said the Snicker Man, a product placement extravaganza in which the island's main resource is chocolate. <laughs> uh, Mike Nichols said two wicker two man. Of course. Uh, Dave McKenzie said make it more like the 1973 film, i.e. make it a musical. Because the, okay, the original yeah. Wicker Man is very... It's not like a musical musical. It, all the songs are diegetic. But they're, mm. they're like... It's people singing f- crazy folk songs, mm. but in character. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, there's a lot of music in it, and it's very good. Uh, but yeah, make it more like the 1973 film. Make it a musical. In this version, Nicolas Cage gets to sing some of his favorite Elvis Presley songs. Because <laughs> Nicolas Cage is famous like a super Elvis freak. Yeah. Uh, he could sing his favorite Elvis Presley songs, including Let Me Be Your Teddy Bear, mm-hmm. uh, Wooden Heart. Okay. And Burning Love. (laughs) Spotting a theme there. Very good. Uh, Steve at Everything I Learned From Movies at EILFM on Twitter said, The sequel I've always envisioned is Nicolas Cage's character coming back as the ghost rider and bear punching some witches. Mm. You know what? It kind of works because he's on fire. Yeah, he's already a ghost. He comes back on his motorcycle and he Mm -hmm. takes revenge on these women. Yeah, that could totally work. Yep. Uh, And finally, Julio at the Contrarian Podcast at Contrarian Prime just said, the Wicker Man and Vampire's Kiss are my biggest Nicolas Cage blind spots. Oh, okay. I feel like Julio should watch those movies. Yeah, you're missing out. Absolutely. Certainly with uh, The Vampire's Kiss, which is legitimately amazing. Mm-hmm. And for this, just for the comedy alone. Yeah. It's definitely worth two hours of your time. Mm, yeah. Not yeah. even two hours, like an hour and a half. You can do it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you, everybody, for those. Thank you for your listener submissions. We ask for your sequel ideas every week before we record. By putting posts on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, in all of which you can also leave us a review if you so wish. Mm-hmm. And Harry, we are getting dangerously close to uh, to the final the final countdown. Yeah. But next week, we are having our final ever guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are welcoming back deep friend of the pod finn okay and his lovely fiance mel mm-hmm. they are coming back to us well it's mel's first time uh they are gonna be joining us for a not a nicholas cage film just, we, we gave them a free pick well it's after christmas day it's post christmas yeah so. we we're just giving them a film to check sorry it's after saint nicholas day after saint nicholas day so it's fine yeah so yes they have decided that our last patreon pick film is going to be a little film called crazy rich asians oh okay yeah yeah. we saw this in the cinema and i remember we both enjoyed it so yeah i remember enjoying it i think that's all i do remember about it yeah i'm looking forward to revisiting <laughs> it and we'll see we'll see mm. so yeah join us next week with finn and mel for crazy rich asians fantastic thank you for listening everybody and we'll see you next time, see you next time. Bye. Bye. What is it? What is it? Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast!
Ah! Oh, my God!